mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Let us pray. All beautiful and vulnerable God, you have given us a new commandment to love and serve one another in Jesus' name. Let the good news of your liberating love be sealed in our hearts and shown in our lives through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our gospel reading for this Monday Thursday comes to us from John chapter 13, verses 1 through 7 and verses 31 through 35. Listen to the word of the Lord. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world He loved them to the end. The devil had already decided that Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, would betray Jesus. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from supper, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. And he poured water from a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and as I said to you, and as I said to the Jews, so I now say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give to you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord.
Will you pray with me, please? Lord, you are always breaking apart our communities, our identities, our images of you. Open hand and heart to receive this uncalled-for gift, this fractured food, this feast, where untouchables meet human and divine through Jesus Christ, the passion of God. Amen. When we talk about Holy Week with children and youth, Monday, Thursday sometimes involves some confusion. Sometimes it's asked, is that service on Monday or Thursday? So no, it's not Monday, Thursday, but Monday from the Latin meaning commandment or mandate. And this service and this story of Jesus washing his disciples' feet has become one of my favorites because the story is simply a story of love. The love that Jesus shares with others is unmistakable, and the commandment, the mandate, is simple. There's also something a little too intimate, too vulnerable, too uncomfortable in the story. Jesus demotes himself to the role of a servant to show his followers something about power and weakness. Foot washing is humbling. It is saying, I am not better than you are. It is intimate, full of gentleness and touch. Most of us are familiar with the climate of the area and that the people in Jesus' time would wear sandals or go barefoot each day. And after days of travel on dusty roads, foot washing was essential. Foot washing kept homes clean and became a symbol of hospitality throughout the region. When you entered someone's home, there would be a basin there for you to wash your feet, or when multiple people gathered, a servant would be there to wash the feet of the guests. This was always the lowest servant, and in a group of Jews, it would most likely be a Gentile. And we know that this night they gathered in a borrowed and prepared room, and the omission of a servant to wash their feet would have been obvious. There would have been uneasiness sitting down to have a meal without everyone's feet being washed. It wasn't just an oversight. It would have been a glaring issue that everyone was thinking about. Throughout the Gospels, we see how the disciples are often jockeying for positions of importance. And we've heard Jesus reminding them that the greatest of them would be a slave. And so the disciples would likely have all been silent about the foot washing because they're afraid that Jesus would ask them to do it and that then they would be the lowest of the disciples. Kind of like when you teach a room of teenagers and you ask a question, and they all avert their eyes, hoping that you won't call on them. Just don't look at Jesus, and maybe he won't make me lower myself to have to wash the dirty feet. So maybe Jesus lets this tension just kind of hang in the air a little bit. And then he rises and begins stripping off his outer clothes, wrapping a cloth around him to perform the act himself. I think maybe he might have just taken a little bit of extra time with this, just to drive home the message. 
He didn't really need to remove the outer garments and wrap himself in a towel, but it added greater symbolism and humility to what was already an extraordinary act. These deliberate actions were done with the intention to visually communicate how leaders should see themselves. This was more than just a lesson in doing something nice for others. This seemingly simple act took the most high of position to the one most low. And while his position made this act of service shocking, it's also what made it such a powerful model. If Jesus is willing to humble himself so low for others, how could his followers possibly be above doing the same? It is nothing short of scandalous that the one who comes from God and is going to God should take on the menial task of a slave. It is astonishing enough that Jesus takes the role of a slave and washes the feet of his disciples, but even more astounding is the fact he does so knowing full well that they will fail him in his greatest hour of need. Jesus insists on washing the feet of Peter, knowing full well Peter will deny him to save himself. The entire time Jesus is washing the disciples' feet, he's fully aware that Judas has already conspired to betray him. And still, Jesus washes his feet like everyone else's. He shows the same love and humility toward his betrayer as he does his closest friends. Early in his ministry, Jesus told his followers to love their enemies. Jesus modeled this love in the way he treated Samaritans, who the Jews would have considered enemies. But in his treatment of Judas here, Jesus shows love toward a much more personal enemy. Cold, calculating, backstabbing Judas, and Jesus' love remains unwavering. And then Jesus says, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. This commandment to love one another is not a commandment to feel affection, but a commandment to act in a loving way, even when we would rather do otherwise. Jesus' example suggests loving as he has loved means taking the role of a servant, caring for the needs of others without expecting anything in return. His example suggests that to do so not only for those who treat us well, but even for those who disappoint and hurt and betray us. Love each other just as I have loved you. Jesus isn't saying, now go wash everyone's feet. Jesus is saying, go love people. Love people by putting them above yourself. Love people by providing a meal to someone who needs it. Love people by checking in on someone who might be lonely. Love people by asking more questions and talking less. Love people by meeting a child on eye level and asking them about their favorite dinosaur or animal or book. Love people by calling politicians, urging them to make changes to keep our children safe in school. Love people by looking for the ways we are the same 
rather than how we are different. In a poem titled Watermarks by Reverend Sarah Speed, she speaks to how we would react if we were in the room with Jesus. How would we feel about our teacher, our friend kneeling before us to wash our feet? How do we feel now that this love has been poured out for us? Here are her words. I wonder if the basin overflowed when Jesus poured the water out. I wonder if it splashed, leaving watermarks on the floor, proof that love really was there. I wonder if I would have let Jesus do the same. Would I have been like Peter and say, not just my feet, but my head and my hands? I suppose I can look at my life today and answer the question, have I allowed myself to be loved? Are there watermarks on the floor? My prayer for all of us tonight is that we are able to see the watermarks that show that love is here that we are able to see ourselves for who we are and know that our God loves us fully and completely exactly as we are, and that we are able to learn how to live and love in service to others, that we might have compassion for the sake of all God's children, that no matter how we find our hearts tonight bruised or broken, we know God is holding us in love. May we know that love is here. May we be brave and compassionate enough to share that love in service to others. Amen.